Welcome to the Selling from the Heart podcast, your home for authentic, effective, and socially integrated sales strategies to help you master the art of selling. Join your co-hosts, Larry Levine and Daryl Amy, along with some of the world's best sales thought leaders and practitioners as we explore ways to help you grow your sales. And welcome back to the Selling from the Heart podcast. Your co-host, Daryl Amy, here with Larry Levine for the post-outbound conference edition of the podcast. How are you this morning? Larry, it looks like you still are glowing from this week. What an incredible <laughs> experience. What, I'm telling you, well, thanks. I mean, what an experience. Absolutely fantastic experience. Um, Wow. I mean, an epic event. And, and it was, it was so funny because I even, I even told you, you know, what, what I was texting you from there. I go, it's like a, it's like a sales rock show. I thought I was at a rock concert, but it was actually a sales event. Well, that's, that's exciting. And by the way, just major jealousy. I had other commitments. I was training people in Europe this week and then in Chicago and I didn't get just poor planning on my part. Didn't get to be a part of the outbound conference. Uh, and, uh, and I'm so bummed just for our listeners who've never heard of it. Tell us a little bit about what the outbound conference is and, uh, and kind of why it's, it's really epic and revolutionary. Well, you know, and I want to give shout out and we're going to do it throughout the podcast, but to Jeb Blunt, Mike Weinberg, Mark Hunter, Anthony Inarino. God, I, I mean, these guys are Titans in the sales industry. And I mean, I look up to these people even being a part of it, but you know, I I think the whole concept of really why they started it is there, there really wasn't anything out there that really was a hundred percent focused on outbound outbound being, you know, the phone calling, the emailing, all the prospecting that sales reps do right on a daily basis as generating pipeline. Right. Yeah. So it's everything, it's everything that's entailed in outbound. And I haven't seen an event and, you know, I have been in sales for a long time, so I'm not going to date myself, but I, I I mean, I think this is truly the first event that's a hundred percent sales focused on outbound. Everything that a sales rep, sales leader, owner of a company needs to do to succeed in outbound. And, 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 and let's just face it. I mean, the, the society's changing, right? The business world's changing, but there's no way that some of the core foundations of outbound are ever going to go away. Yeah, absolutely. And I mean, for those of you who have joined us, by the way, for the first time, welcome to the Selling from the Heart podcast. You've joined a growing global community of sales professionals that are dedicated to being genuine, being authentic, doing the hard work, uh, adding value. We call it selling from the heart. So we're glad you're here. And, uh, I think Larry, you're absolutely right. And, and so much of, uh, the conversation around interfacing with today's buyer is, is related to inbound and, and certainly, and, and as everyone knows, who listens to the podcast, um, I'm a sales guy who gets to wear a marketing hat some of the time and inbound's important and it's wonderful. And we need to attract and convert and close, um, opportunities coming in from buyers looking online, but that does not at all uh, remove the responsibility, the obligation, and the power of prospecting from an outbound perspective. And I think as sales reps, I was so excited to see a conference that was flying the flag really high and saying, "Hey, you know, we're not off the hook for prospecting." And not only that, uh, it's the exact opposite. We've got to prospect and we've got to modernize 
the way we think about prospecting and, and we've got to, but we've got to keep the old school. Hey, we got to do some hard work and we've got to <laughs> have a plan and, and all of that. If we want to be uber successful as sales professionals. Yeah. And, and, and I think w- What's happened, I mean, I see it all over the place, is I'm just going to throw it out there. Salespeople have become lazy, quite frankly, because they, they listen to the noise, right? It's, yeah. lack, of, it's lack of practice. They, they expect leads to just be, you know, laid to them on a silver platter. Right. Um, you know, it was, it, it was quite apparent through the messaging throughout the, the whole event. Mm-hmm. that, you know, in certain segments of our marketplace, sales reps have become order takers. And in fact, overpaid order, order takers because they, they don't do anything. And, and, you know, sales is tough to begin with, but salespeople in general just got to get back to doing the basics and it's the blocking, it's the tackling. If we use the sports analogy, Yes. And there's just not a lot of it going on. And then they hear the noise that's going on with social and they hear the noise of inbound and they hear the noise of all the other methodologies that are out there. And everyone's chasing the bullet to success as opposed to taking a step back and saying, what do I personally need to hold myself accountable to do in order to help me do my job better? And I think salespeople have gotten away from that. And that's what this conference really reinforced. You know, it was so funny. I'm just sitting there and I'm listening to these guys as they're delivering their messages that they Mm -hmm. deliver in in a fantastic way. And sometimes I'm like going, man, I feel like I'm in church, right? I I feel like I'm in a Sunday revival (laughs) session. (laughs) I think think we all need a a little repentance sometimes on our uh, lack of prospecting activity and a recommitment. There's definitely... That for sure. Uh, you know, I, I think the, the reality, and we're going to share in just a moment uh, some of the top five, uh, what we saw as top five observations from the conference that, and I, you were texting me all week. Uh, once again, I was so jealous. Uh, and, and by the way, if you didn't get to go to the outbound conference and, and uh, you want to go next year, you better jump on that thing right away because that, I mean, it sold out and it was, uh, it was incredible and hats off to Jeb and the team, uh, putting that together, all the guys, it was, it was, it was fantastic. Um, and, and hats off to the initiative of, uh, of, of, you know, I, I liken this whole thing to like spring training, right? The baseball season just started. You've got people, um, who are professional baseball players that make, you know, tens of millions of dollars a year. And when they go to spring training, what do they do? Batting practice, Right they practice over and over again, doing the things that make them successful in the big game. And, and I think prospecting is the same way, right? It, it's a, it's a non-negotiable part of being a superstar in sales that we have to prospect, which means over and over again, um, we've got to do that. So I, as we were talking about the uh, observations from the, the conference, I think the overall theme was fantastic. You said, I, I love this. I may just put this tattoo. This as a mantra, at least on my screen is pipe is life. Oh, it, it, pipe it, it, is life. It, it, was, it, it was so funny because, um, it, and I just love Jeb. I mean, the, the energy that that guy has is just freaking incredible. So, you know, he comes out. So Jeb comes out to, rocks rock show music right just blaring i sent you i sent you a 30 so appropriate I, I sent you a 30 second clip and, and you got all jealous but that was good it was it was the first time that i actually got one over on you daryl but anyway so he comes out jeb comes out throwing t-shirts and all that and i'm just like <laughs> crowd standing and applauding i mean totally hilarious right just yeah. epic 
And then up on the screen, pipe is life. And everyone starts chanting, pipe is life. Pipe is life. <laughs> that would life. be a great practice for every sales but, team, right? But, can, but can, you, can you imagine a sales <laughs> manager walking into a sales meeting and saying, everyone up on their feet, we're going to start chanting, pipe is life. Yes. But the whole important thing about that is, is with no pipeline, there's no sales. And we, we forget about that. And, yes. and it's so mission critical that a healthy pipeline is so critical to a salesperson. And we just don't take the time. In fact, it was, it, it was interesting because, you know, as, as Jeb got into this, he started talking about, you know, you know, the amusement roller coaster, right? We sit on a roller coaster of prospecting. Mm-hmm. And, you know, one quarter, it's great. The next quarter, it's horrible. The next quarter, it's great. The next quarter, it's horrible. It's because, you know, salespeople just, they react and there's right. no proactive prospecting. We talk about it all the time. Yes. But I think that, that big, the big message that was delivered in the first 45 minutes of this and Jeb set it up extremely well is no pipe, no life. And, and isn't there this, uh, you know, I think it's interesting. I, I was guilty of this, and I, I think maybe we've all been guilty of this, is in sales, I think some of us reach this naive state that we've graduated from prospecting. It's like yeah. that baseball player, you know, that gets to the major leagues and thinks, you know, I remember that whole video, practice. I don't need practice. Baseball player going, well, I don't, you know, I don't need, to, I don't need batting practice anymore. I've, I've made it to the big leagues. No, you actually need more batting practice, uh, you know, and, and prospecting is the same way. It's like, it's like, you know, I think there's a mentality of like, well, I, I paid my dues. I don't need to prospect. Um, the reality is no, there's no getting out of this. If you want to play in the big leagues, you got to go to batting practice. If you want big league sales results, you need to prospect. Yeah. You've got a base and you're going to, that base is going to feed you. But if you want to get the big results, you got to have net new wins. And, um, by the way, without giving away names and accounts, I love that net new win story from this week. Oh. Just told me, Oh, oh my, my, oh my God. I, I, incredible so social prospecting. Yeah. So it, it was, a, I, I actually feel good on this because when I saw the message come across yesterday, I almost started crying, but this, this just goes to show you that you just, a, you never stop prospecting because you don't know where that next deal is going to come from. Yes. But it, it, it was interesting because a very dear friend of mine just received a gift <laughs> and, and, and it's a gift of her hard work. But this, this person actually just took down a rather large deal through her combining, you know, her social presence. Yes. She prospected, right? She, she, pros- she prospected, she prospected, the but the, the big thing about this is, and she just prospect. nailed her quota in one deal for she the basically year. nailed her quota in one deal, but it goes I'm back so proud of her. It, it goes back to this is all net new. It, it was net new unseated from a tenured sales rep. And, and it just, what really scares me with tenured sales reps and I'm just nervous about is you you talk about, I'll just call it the badge, right? Tenured sales reps wear that. Oh, I don't have to do it anymore because I've paid my dues. Right. You know, I'll just use the expression to become fat and lazy. 
And I'm, and, and I, and I, and I say this with all sincerity because, you know, depending on what type of sales vertical or sales channel they work in, they have a book of clients with recurring, you know, revenue coming in or, or recurring opportunity yeah, absolutely. To their base. Right. And, and they take it for granted. And quite frankly, the sales leaders allow it to happen. And then before you know it, they've been sitting there for 20 years in the same organized organization, allowing them to make uber amounts of money by babysitting these accounts and not doing anything about it. And then they become lazy. And then you get the proactive sales professional who starts picking these accounts apart one after another. And all I got to tell these people is I'm going to tell you, I told you so. Well, and that's the, the, the amazing thing about this particular story this massive net new takedown is uh, you know, we know the sales rep that's celebrating but on the other side of the table, on the other side is another sales rep who just got a massive glass of cold water in the face, right? They just lost one of their biggest clients um, in all of that. And, and I think the takeaway on that is, you know, we can get cold water in the face by having a moment like that where we lose a big client um, and lose a huge chunk of revenue, or we can choose to to get that cold glass of water in the face and, and, and challenge ourselves to prospect and fill the pipeline every single day. Well, the second thing, uh, pipe is life. That was, that's fantastic. I may just like get, uh, I, I want the t-shirt Jeb pipe is life. The second <laughs> Jeb's like, come to the conference. I will. I promise. Uh, <laughs> and, uh, I thought what Mike Weinberg said that you and I were talking about was, was just so important. It's like, just, We've overcomplicated things. Don't overcomplicate. You, you know, and, and it's interesting. And Mike's just, Mike's an amazing guy. Um, even, even though he rips me because he hates the Los Angeles Rams because they moved from St. Louis. But Mike, we had him first. And then they kind of took a, <laughs> they took a, you know, they took about a 10-year window and they went to St. Louis. But nevertheless, is I, I think why I aligned to what Mike said and in, in it in really latched on to me is, I think we both think alike is salespeople have just overcomplicated things. They've mind screwed things and it all boils down to let's keep things simple. And that's why I really like his books, you know, on, on sales, simplified sales management, simplified. Yes. And it's even the message that I delivered at outbound, which, you know, social, you know, integrating social is not rocket science, right? It becomes complicated because we fail to do the core essence of our jobs. Mm -hmm. So when you fail to do that, lack of practice, lack of skill training, lack of, you know, whatever, then look what happens. Then it becomes complicated. And if we just do A, B, and C on a daily basis, we'll get results. Yeah, absolutely. And I think if if it's too complicated, it won't get done. And, uh, so very, you know, and, and, and I think we need to be reminded of that and, and it's, what can we simplify? Um, how can we make it, how, how can we make it more predictable and, and simple? Uh, well, well, you, but you, but you know, it even goes beyond that. And, and, you know, we always point the fingers at sales reps. Everybody loves pointing fingers at sales reps, but we also got to point the fingers at the sales managers because the sales managers allow it to happen. And one of the big messages that came, you know, that I'll tag onto this is that sales managers have to get from behind their desk mm-hmm. and out of the screens of their laptops yes. and into the field with their reps. Yes. 
No question about that. Um, and man, maybe we'll talk about that more next week. Cause I think that's so powerful. Um, so the next thing is, is, uh, pipe is life. Don't overcomplicate the other one, man, this is something I've become so passionate about and have been for, for really a long time is the importance of story. Oh my, oh my God. Oh my gosh. And, and, you know, Mike talked about it a lot. Um, is sales reps struggle with telling their story mm-hmm. because they don't understand the story because the story they're asked to be told or the story that they're coached to be told is about yeah. what Daryl their company, right? Absolutely. Their product, what they can do for their customers. It's all, it's the all about me syndrome to where a sales rep goes, they don't understand their own story. So that's why they get beat up on price. Yeah. Maybe that's why they get vetted out of a potential deal is mm-hmm. they don't understand. They're, they're not leading with their story. They're not leading with insights. They're not leading with, Hey, let me share with you the last three clients I helped. Let, let me share it. Let me set the stage what it meant to them and how it helped their organization or them personally. Right. Yeah. You know, and, 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 it, and it really goes, you know, we're big fans of, you know, Donald Miller and, and the book. That yes. And, um, you know, it's about story branding. And I just think, you know, that, be, that becomes a great team exercise, you yes. know, for a manager to lead is, you know, lead them in an exercise around creating their story. Well, and, also, and, Mike, and Mike did a, you know, Mike did a great job of setting the whole thing up, but you know, that's a big struggle. And, and, and I see it, I see it on a daily basis, even when, even in the teams that I'm coaching on integrating social in, into the sales process and, and how sales reps can promote their brand and help them drive new business is boy, man, they just really struggle to tell the story because it's just been tattooed and ingrained on them. They got to share the company story. They got to share the company products. They got to share the solutions that they go, Hey, you know what? You're all walking, talking zombies. Yeah, boy, I think we should do a whole episode or series on this, but I will say one of the things that I think is most powerful, and this is something I always challenge my clients to do in the solution space um, when I'm coaching them how to sell uh, technology-based solutions, is every week at the sales meeting, the one thing that should happen is somebody needs to get up and tell a story about a client that had a challenge and a business problem and and how you help that client solve the problem and the benefits because as sales reps, we don't need to walk around as walking repositories of brochures. Uh, People can download those online. What we do need to do is we need to have a library of stories that we can bring into conversation. Hey, Larry, that reminds me about so-and-so that reminds me about this company and they had a similar type challenge. And here's, here's what we did because stories make complex concepts seem simple uh, much more achievable. And and then they also have this added layer, this like icing on the cake of, of credibility and not only making the cons- complex concept seem simple, but to go, Hey, we've done this. We're comfortable. We're credible on this. And I think sales reps uh, telling stories is great. The fourth point, ah, this, I, I uh, am just jazz about this is the concept of the model sales week from Anthony Anarino. And I think uh, Anthony, this, I, we, I'd love to talk to you about this sometimes because I'm a fanatic personally about setting up the model week. It's a, a question I ask myself personally all the time is what should a model week look like in my calendar? And, um, you know, I love, I love this concept, Larry, what were some of the big takeaways from, 
from Anthony's talk about the model sales week. Well, I think that, you know, he just set it up where sales reps struggle with this because again, they're not coached to it. They don't know where to start. Mm-hmm. So, you know, I, I take a look back and I go, okay, well, what are we going to do on Monday? I mean, most people don't even know what they're going to do in a whole week. They right. haven't, haven't set it up. So, you know, Anthony did a great job and just, you know, what's that model really look like from a prospecting approach, from a CRM approach, from, you know, what do I have to do out in the field? What do I have to do to manage myself? to help me do my job better. It's just setting up that cadence mm-hmm. of, you know, spending the time to say, Hey, what's this week going to look like? Yeah. I think, um, failure to prospecting, if you want to peel it back, usually goes down to failure to plan and then failure to commit to that plan. Right. And, and, and I think that if it doesn't personally, if it doesn't hit my calendar, it's not going to happen. Yeah. But even when it is on the calendar, it needs to become that non-negotiable not the thing that you can go, Oh, you know, I got to get my tires rotated. (laughs) I'll put that off or I, you know, I need to, to put this order in, I'll, I'll put this prospecting off. It needs to become the non-negotiable part of your, your, uh, you know, it it was, it was interesting because, you know, one of the big, um, one of the big ahas, you know, he said is the results of your life are determined by your ability to manage yourself. Mm Mm-hmm not by the management of time. Hmm. Yeah. And I mean, I mean, think about that as it relates to, you know, what are the most, you know, what are the most important tasks you need to accomplish for each week? Right. Yes. And block those out. And, and, and it's really, you know, and if, and if you keep it, it goes back to, I'll even throw it at Mike. It's this stuff's not, stuff's not that hard. We make it hard because we fail to do it. We fail. We, we fail just to keep, put the most simplest things of what we need to do on a daily basis. So it's that shotgun approach, right? Yes. Sales rep leaves the office and then what do they do? They just go out, you know, on a wandering expedition for a few hours. <laughs> right. Right. Yeah. Well, if, if it's not, if you don't have a plan and you don't commit to the plan and it doesn't, you know, failure to plan, failure to commit and failure to calendar, if it doesn't, you know, if it doesn't hit the calendar and, and you're right. Prospecting won't happen. Pipe is life. You'll die. You'll suffocate. You won't, there's no oxygen. Right. So, you know, so, so, so upset you'll be not only, not only will you die, you'll just be frustrated and complaining all the time. And, and I think, you know, for those, for those, if you're listening to the podcast, I don't think we have many of these people that listen to the podcast, but if you're a complainer, if you're that person that's always in the office going, this sucks that, you know, this is rough. It's, you know, all these lists of excuses. I, I challenge you to go back and go, okay, if you're a complainer, are you prospecting? Or, or are you just suffocating and you're trying to blame it on somebody else? Because the reality is, um, you know, and once again, I don't think we have many complainers listening to this podcast. You probably already self-selected out of the, the play button. <laughs> but, uh, but for the rest of us, for the sales professionals, uh, you know, and I'm looking every time I look at Larry in the background, you got to know, I think all of the listeners know Larry is a baseball fanatic and in particular an LA Dodgers lifetime uh, fan. And, and, if we want to get in the big leagues, we've got to commit to the fundamentals 
of, you know, practicing and, and in, in sales, that means prospecting. You know, and, and that's, and that's what blows my mind, Daryl. And it just, it just royally just pisses me off <laughs> as far as speaking with tenured sales reps who think they're above and beyond having to do all this stuff. But right. yet, but yet, you know, and I even, I've even wrote blog posts about it is sales reps want to make Uber amounts of money. Yes. Without doing the work. They, 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 they want to just get, and I'm, and I'm not pointing the finger at all. So, you know, for the listeners out there, don't take offense to this, but you know, there's, there's quite a number of salespeople out there that just want to continue to make bank mm-hmm. with doing very little work. Well, and don't they, we all, I mean, don't well, we well, all, well, <laughs> dude, well, so, so would I, I'd love to wake up in the morning and, and do about an hour's worth of work and make a millions of dollars. But you know what? You that's don't do not, that without that's, that's just not reality. But when it, but when it comes to what you need to do as a sales professional, it goes back to the three core foundations of outbound. Mm-hmm. It was all around prospecting pipeline and productivity. Yep. It, well, and, and, and it's, you know, all that stuff is just the core essence of what everybody in sales has to do. I don't care what age you are. I don't care how long you've been in the industry. Yes. I don't care what your title is. If you don't prospect, you don't pay attention to your pipeline and you don't have any kind of a plan. You're never going to succeed, at least on a consistent basis. Absolutely. So the last point of all of this and, um, and, <clears throat> and congratulations, by the way, on, I I'm just so proud of you being invited to, uh, to add and contribute to the conversation at outbound. But the last point on all of this is social is jet fuel for outbound prospecting. And, um, you know, we're seeing that happen. I love that success story we referred to earlier this week, where literally a sa- this, this particular sales professional did the hard work, right? They were consistently, they, they created a value centric buyer centric profile. They were consistently present online. They positioned themselves well. They, they drove conversation and did the outreach. And it, it, you know, in this case, here is, here's somebody that's celebrating their largest sale ever. Um, net new takedown is probably going to be inside the company, their biggest takedown of the year, maybe. Um, but certainly for her, this is a life-changing event. And, and social, it wouldn't have happened without social. There's no way that she would have gotten uh, through and this person, you know, would have found her. And even in this case, reached out to her because of the way she positioned herself online. Social is jet fuel for outbound prospecting. And I love, I love seeing the results of this in the field. Yeah. And, and, and what, what makes me happy is socials had an impact in my life, but I've, I've been strategic about it. I've stayed true to who I am and I love what Mike Weinberg and he got up, he got up there on, you know, on, on the main event and and he started pointing fingers at charlatans, you know, the charlatans out there that (laughs) are are preaching social and so forth. I mean, don't do it. Social's here to stay. I mean, social is, is needs to be woven into what we do, but it needs to, but it needs to be done the right way. Yes. And it needs to be done the genuine way, the authentic way, the real yes. way, the, the way from the heart, which is, you know, why we're doing the selling from the heart podcast and why I'm writing my book, selling from the heart, how your authentic self sells you is people latch onto this stuff, Daryl. Yes, and for the salespeople out there, the professionals, the leaders of organizations, that if your sales reps are positioned with authenticity and they understand the real, the real selves, they're not fake about it. Right. 
they're not out there deceiving anyone by 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 positioning themselves one way and acting a different way people latch onto this stuff right and, and and that's why i said social is jet fuel to outbound because if you can really as a salesperson articulate your value share a great story mm-hmm. you know share with somebody hey if you become a client of mine at the company i work for this is what you're in for this is the ride you're in for and it's how you educate, engage, and excite. You like how those alliterations go, Daryl? Beautiful. Makes it, my heart it, happy, Larry. It, it, You've been it, hanging out with me. I know. It's been too long. I, I mean, everything <laughs> now I got to think of. If I come up with one word that starts with an E, then I got to come up with two more or, or else I'm going to piss off Daryl. You're going to need some counseling. But, but it's, it, it's, and that's what I just said is, is I saw it personally, how it impacted me. I see mm-hmm. it as I'm coaching salespeople now. If, if it's done the correct way, social works, but you become better on the phone because now sales reps are out there articulating that value proposition. They're sharing their story. It's out online for people to see. And I mean, that's what I was excited about it. Yeah. And it's, it's fantastic. Well, what a great conversation. And by the way, in the middle of all the craziness of this week, I I just also want to give a shout out and congratulate you for launching your new ebook on how sales teams can integrate social to grow net new revenue. And the conversations around that have been really powerful. In fact, um, if you're looking for jet fuel and some ideas in terms of how to turbocharge your sales team um, or even your enterprise uh, sales approach, you might want to check out this ebook. You can find it at socialsalesacademy.net. Um, and uh, definitely, I'm sure there's going to be lots of conversation around that as well. But Hey, thank you everybody for joining us this week. We love hearing back from you. We love the input. We love the community that's growing uh, around this. Thank you for sharing the Selling from the Heart pro- uh, podcast. And uh, so as we challenge you at the end of, the, of every episode, I think the challenge is, is really simple this week. We, we just, I think, all need to look at ourselves and go, okay, this coming week and even today, what am I willing to commit to when it comes to uh, implementing a habit of, of prospecting. And, uh, if you've, if you've not been consistent at it, um, it's time to recommit and get consistent. If you have been consistent at prospecting, it's time to evaluate your prospecting methodology and maybe go, what is one thing I could start doing differently that would, uh, would help me prospect. And the, the reality is all of it, we need to prospect and it, and pipe is life. We've got to commit to this. And when we do, we're going to see results. So thank you everybody for joining us. Uh, Keep being genuine, keep being real, keep being authentic, keep doing the hard work, keep prospecting, and most of all, sell from the heart. Thanks for listening to the Selling from the Heart podcast on the SalesCast Network. If you enjoyed the show, make sure to hit the subscribe button so you don't miss an episode. We appreciate your encouraging reviews as it helps us spread the word. As always, we would love to connect with you. So look for us on LinkedIn, Facebook, Instagram, and your favorite podcast platform. This podcast is produced by our friends at SalesCast. Learn more at www.salescast.co. We look forward to seeing you next time.